On May 6, 1954, Roger Bannister has set his foot to a track and field competition. And little to his known, he would make history. When announcer has declared that his time was 3 minutes 59.4 seconds, the 3,000 spectators that were presented at the moment were in awe and cheers. He became the first person in human history who ran a mile in less than a 4 minute. Prior to that, many people have tried and attempted to break the same record but couldn't. It was actually common belief at the time that a human body cannot take that much pressure and if a person tries to run that fast, his or her heart would explode. But the interesting part is that it took only 46 days after Roger Bannister for a second person to break the same record. And in upcoming days, weeks or months, hundreds of people have attempted and were successful in running them all in less than four minutes. So, so what has changed? There were no any significant advancement in technology. There were no any significant advancement in medicine or the way that the people would run. But what has changed for the new persons who are trying to attempt and break the four-minute barrier is now the belief that is possible. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode. My name is Puyan Shagar and this is Masino Podcast. Let's start with something kind of opposite. In 1967, Martin Seligman and his fellow researcher at the University of Pennsylvania, they ran an interesting research on dogs. Uh, they brought three group of dogs into the lab. And they, they placed the first group of the dog in, inside some boxes or harnesses and they released them after a few, few minutes or after some time. They placed the second group of dog inside this box, but the difference was that now the dogs would, would give a shock with a different intensity and a different duration. But inside the box, there was some bo- button or so, there was some lever that the dog could easily push and the, the shock would immediately stop. Each dog in group three, they were paired with one dog in group two. But for them, they would, even though they would get given the same duration and same intensity of the shocks, but the lever and the button inside the box, that would not work for them. So for the dogs in group three, it was as if they don't have any control. The shocks would come and they would go at random time without them having to say anything about it or not. In the second stage of experiment, they brought all the dogs and they put them one by one inside the, the box that they were, it was bigger. And inside it was some barrier that the dog could easily jump. So the, the dogs would give a shock, but if the dog would jump to the other side, the shock would go and stop so they wouldn't feel anything. So the dog in group one and two, they easily learned the fact that if they jumped, it would be helpful and they learned it so fast. But the interesting part was that the dogs in group three, they were, they were standing still. They wouldn't do anything to help themselves. They, they wouldn't even consider to jump from a barrier. There are many takeaways that we can take from this experiment and if you are interested, I highly recommend you to read a book called Learn Helplessness by the same researcher Martin Seligman. 
But one of the most important takeaway that is our point of discussion today is the fact that it's also true to human is the fact that we human, we, we are operating based on a reference point in our mind. We are operating based on what happened to us in the past rather than operating based on what's possible for us. Obviously, it was survival strategy for humans to survive the harsh environment of the past, but in nowadays when we try and strive for better, we, when we try to accomplish and be successful for ourselves, for our team, or even for our company, it may not be optimal solution or optimal strategy to be successful. Let's do an experiment to see how our brain works. If it's possible for you, please grab a pen and paper and I would like you to to create nine dots on the paper in a way that you have three dots on the first line, three dots on the second line, and three dots on the third line. Uh, All the dots should have uh, equal space or equal distance between each other. And at the end, you would have a, a shape look like a square but with the nine dots. So the question now would be, is that can you connect all these nine dots with four straight line without removing the pen from the paper? So I highly recommend you to just pause the podcast for a second now and challenge yourself and see how it's possible. Is it possible in the first place or not? So this nine-dot puzzle illustrates the fundamental phenomenon of how our brain works and its necessity to sort data into categories in order to perceive them. Your brain instantly classifies these nine dots as a square, two-dimensional squares, and rejects any further possibility by establishing a box within these nine dots. As if the box exists, but in reality there is no box whatsoever. And almost everyone who tries and attempts to solve the problem would automatically add that context to the question. And they hear like, connect these nine dots with four straight lines without removing a pen from the paper within this square shaped by outer dots. So automatically they they are adding this framework. And with that framework, of course, it's impossible to solve that problem. But... If we were about to, or we amend the original question with this statement that, okay, please feel free to use the whole paper to solve the problem. And suddenly like, oh, new opportunity arise. I can go out and come back to the dots. Suddenly, easily you can solve the problem. Every problem, every dilemma, every obstacle that we face in our lives appears to be unresolvable because of that particular framework that we are working on. Just enlarge the box, enlarge the framework, and suddenly new possibility would arise. You see, our brain's job is to keep us safe. It's our job is to find possibilities and create a better life for ourselves or for our team or company. We humans tend to operate based on the stories that we are telling ourselves in our head. And why not telling a good stories or the stories that, okay, it is possible. 
by creating a positive reference point in our mind that, okay, I can do it, or my, my team has the belief that they can do it, or they can pull it off, or a company can survive this obstacle. You don't have to go big to create a reference point. You can start very small. The way that I did it is that I start reading biography of the people who I admire. For example, Steve Jobs or Arnold Schwarzenegger. They, are, they were coming from relatively similar background, coming either immigrant or like poor families, and they step by step work hard on themselves to achieve the greatness. So I have this positive reference point in my mind that, yes, it is possible. And on a flip side, think of the kind of beliefs that you have and actually is limiting you, is limiting your team or your company, and slowly and step by step take them out and install the new belief by reading biography or hanging out with the people that have actually done it before or by a small win and creating this positive feedback loop that is actually creating a positive reference point in your mind that, yeah, it is possible. We can pull it off. It's not easy. It's going to be difficult. But for sure, we can, we can do it. It is possible. I love this quote from Henry Ford that says, whether you think you can or you think you can't, either way you're right. And it's perfectly demonstrating the fact that it's, it's on us to make things happen. It's on us to make the best team, make best company, or even make the best version of ourselves. So let's uh, start operating based on what's possible for us, not based on what happened to us in the past. The past is the past, but the future is the possibility. And always remember the difference between the people before Roger Bannister who were trying and trying and failing and the people after Roger Bannister who were trying and trying and achieving was the belief that he is possible. <laughs>